You are listening to the Real Housewives of the Kingdom podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Rogers. In this sweet space, you'll hear from women who are like you and some that are not. We will talk about how God is walking with us through the good and the hard on subjects like marriage, homemaking, friendships, ministry, parenting, and seeking God. You will also hear from me sharing what God is doing in my own heart. The enemy of our souls wants us to feel alone, and that couldn't be further from the truth. So if you are like me and need that reminder, join us as we laugh and cry together, giving God the glory through the stories of our lives. Today, I have two guests on the podcast, Janie and Corrine. They met at church after both moving into a new community after retirement. Corrine had just tragically lost her adult son due to fentanyl, and God worked quick to bring them together right where they both needed each other. In this episode, we talk about the dangers of fentanyl, walking through grief, and how serving God and finding community has helped Corrine move through some of her hardest days. We talk about the body of Christ and how God is using their friendship and shared passions to reach the youth for Jesus. Join me today as I chat with these precious women. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Real Housewives of the Kingdom. Today, I am joined by Janie and Corrine, who are sweet friends of mine who were in women's Bible study with me last year. And they are sweet friends who met through church, and God is using them really mighty. And I want them to tell a little bit about themselves. Welcome, Janie and Corrine. Thank you. Thank you, Caroline. Yeah. Nice to be here. Yes. <laughs> Yay. It's so good to have you guys at my kitchen table. I feel like it's it's fun at Bible study too, but it's fun to have you guys in my home. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. Yes. Warm and, and cozy. cozy. Yay. So cozy. Thank you. <laughs> That's my hope. <laughs> That's my hope. All right. Uh, Janie, why don't you get started with who you are? Just tell oh, us a little bit about yourself. Yes. Okay. Well, I grew up in the Bay Area in the East Bay. I'm 68 years old, so I became a Christian during the Jesus Revolution. I look like a hippie, a young <laughs> hippie, and all my friends did too. And I thank God somebody invited me to a, to a meeting. A young man rode up in his motorcycle and hopped off and went in the room, and we all followed him in there, and he shared about the love of God. And he said, come on forward if you want to know who the Lord is, if you want to know who Jesus is. And I kept saying to myself, I'm not going to go forward. I'm not going to go forward. I'm not going to go forward. But I could not resist. And I went up there and I asked the Lord to help me. And it's amazing because at that meeting, I brought some joints that I was going to smoke there. And how weird to think that. And then in some and an older lady who's probably a young, lot younger than I am right now, but she seemed older to me at the time. So just sat me down and, and we and she answered every single question. She was an excellent listener and she answered every question that I had. And so that's how my faith journey started. That's so sweet. Yeah. And uh, you are married and you have kiddos. Married, married for 44 years. Woo-hoo. We have two sons. Ben is 40 and Sam is 37. Mm-hmm. They have each have two children. I'm so grateful for my husband and my family. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm also grateful for church family. But we're not meant to fly solo. Amen. You know, and so we, we love the fellowship that God's given us here 
on the Central Coast. We mm -hmm. moved here about four years ago, I think about the same time that Corrine mm -hmm. moved here, mm -hmm. because our kids were down here. I was a teacher, and when I retired and my husband had already retired, we decided to move down here. So grateful to, to mm -hmm. be on the Central Coast. I love that. That's awesome. Corrine, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? I became a Christian at 14. I was going to a parochial school and wrote a little note to a friend, not really a friend, a classmate. And I said, are you a Christian? And she wrote back, yes, are you? And I wrote back, I don't know. And I really didn't know. And from there, she invited me to a Billy Graham crusade. Mm -hmm. And it was about 1974. And the rest is history. It was uh, just, it's just been wonderful walking with him. Married 43 years. <laughs> and, uh, we moved to the Central Coast to be closer to our daughter after we both retired. I retired as a principal. We have two children. One lives here and one lives in heaven. Mm. And that leads me to kind of talk a little bit about what we're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. So there are a few things that I want to talk about. One being that uh, Corrine's son passed away. And we want to talk a little bit about the grief process and also how he passed, as well as just kind of how God is using serving and also uh, friendship and the body of Christ. Being in Bible study with these ladies, as you can tell, I'm sure the listeners can tell how precious you guys are. Uh, from the first time I, you guys like opened your mouths, I felt like, oh my gosh, I love them. <laughs> I love that we're in the same group. And so, oh, yes. thank you. Definitely. And um, so, and I thought right away, I was like, and I didn't even know everything about your lives oh at the time. Like yeah. God just like put that in my heart that I wanted to have you guys on. So, mm -hmm. um, so anyway, so I am so happy to have you guys here. And uh, it just was really apparent to me how you guys, how God is using you guys in each other's lives. And, uh, and one of those things, like they both said, they moved from another place to to the Central Coast after retirement. So they were kind of, you know, trying to find new community and all that. And God kind of brought them at the right time to meet each other. So uh, I'm going to have, so Corrine lost her son due to fent a fentanyl pill. Poison. Mm -hmm. Yep. And this is also something that we're going to talk about today because it is something that is happening in our country. It is something that some people are not aware of the danger of it. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people just, I, I would just really love to use a little bit of today to talk about that. But why don't you tell us a little bit about your son, Aaron, mm -hmm. and talk about, talk about who he is as a person. And, um, and then you can uh, share a little bit about how he passed. My son, Aaron, uh, when he was born, he weighed 11 pounds, seven ounces. He mm. was a big boy Wow! and um, a big blessing. He was our second child and our daughter is a little older than him. But when he was born, he just floored us. He was a health nut. Um, he liked eating vegetables. He liked <laughs> spinach. He liked Popeye. Um, <laughs> he just always took good care of himself as a child. I mean, I really didn't have to push healthy eating on him at all. When he got older, he was adamant about taking his vitamins. And uh, because he was such a big boy, he played soccer, basketball, street <laughs> hockey, football, um, and thrived in it. He just did well. He was the quarterback in high school. He was asked to play in college sports. And so because of various injuries, a broken rib, a torn meniscus, a back injury, he was given painkillers, mm -hmm. pain medication. Uh, during the late 90s and to early 2000s, and that's when he was acquiring these injuries, there wasn't an influx of awareness mm -hmm. of the dangers of pain medications. Yeah. 
kind of heard about it, but it was still given it to him each time. Because of that, that caused a problem for him. He still was functional, uh, but it caused many problems. And then he still had many injuries still from mm-hmm. sports. The pain meds don't take it away. It, no. just, mm-hmm. it just helps you to be able to manage life with the pain. Exactly. And I think it's hard too because the, we trust doctors and doctors prescribe these medicines, not Everybody who has a problem with pain meds is um, getting them off of the street or from another source. There's a lot of doctors, especially like you said, back in that time, I feel like now people are a little more aware that that's a thing. But before it was, Mm -hmm. at that time, it really wasn't. You just trusted like, okay, this is what my doctor's telling me to do. Yeah, I did some research and in the early, late 80s, it was said to doctors that they weren't addictive. So they were oh given gosh. to many people in the in the 90s. My son was one of them. Mm-hmm. And so now that we know that it, they're very addictive mm-hmm. and, and very hard to get off of. It's, mm-hmm. it's a journey, that's for sure. And so I'll skip to 2021. That's when he passed away from taking a pain pill for his back. He had a very bad back, but um, that killed him. And mm-hmm. so that has brought me to a lot of understanding. I did before have understanding about it, especially right before he died. We had many conversations about it and um, his struggles. He'd call me or text me and ask me to pray and uh, ask me to send him a scripture. It just takes one pill. If it's laced in fentanyl poisoning, you'll die. Mm-hmm. And all illicit drugs are being laced with fentanyl, even marijuana. Mm-hmm. And counterfeit drugs made with fentanyl are being sold using Snapchat and social media. Oh my gosh. And they're very easy to get a hold of. Any type of pill on the street is very easy to get a hold of. I mean, before it was like, you know, your kids, maybe unless they met someone at school or something, which is probably also a problem as well. Right. Uh, It is a problem, especially in sports Mm -hmm. uh, in particular, because there is pain in sports Mm -hmm. and there are injuries. Mm -hmm. And because of that, pain medication was pushed. They thought they were doing the right thing because they didn't know how addictive they were. Well, they're very addictive. And you won't know about it almost till it's too late because of the shame that's involved once children get hooked on it or uh, whatever it may be. Once they go on that journey, they're not going to tell you about it because there's shame involved in it. Mm -hmm. And if, but that conversation mm-hmm. needs to happen, and the conversation of no shame needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And for parents to be aware that their child is hurting, give them help mm-hmm. as quick as you can. And I just want to point out that, like she was saying, there's there's no shame involved. And I think that is, you know, nobody wants to say, especially functioning members of society, mm-hmm are afraid to say, oh, I'm addicted to this. Or maybe they even are kidding themselves, thinking, well, my doctor gave this to me. Exactly. And I know for me, so um, I had had a, um, a dog bite and it was pretty painful. It got in, it got infected. They had to dig it out. And then um, they gave me Vicodin for that. So, and then every day Kevin had to clean it out for me. And it was like this deep hole in my leg until it healed. And it was really intense and it was very hard for me. And so the first few days, I mean, I could barely walk. And so I was taking the Vicodin. And then I remember after a few days, looked at the clock and I said, okay, babe, time for my next pill. 
And he said, he said, Hey babe, I was thinking that maybe you, we could give you just some ibuprofen or Tylenol right now. And then maybe an hour before I pack the wound again, maybe we'll take another one. That way it will help you for when I pack it. And I was like, Oh, and it wasn't even like I was thinking, Oh gosh, I have to have it. I know I was a little bit afraid of the pain. So I was just like, Oh, let's keep the pain from coming. And it was an easy way to do it. So I could see how easy it would be Mm had my husband not been so aware for me to have been like, Oh yeah, you know, like this is helping me to manage this. Mm -hmm. And I was really grateful that he made that. And I immediately recognized what he was saying. I was like, Oh yes, you're, you're right. Absolutely right. That sounds good. And so then from that point on, that's when we did it. I would just take a Vicodin like an hour before he would clean out and pack the wound. And then um, that helped me to be able to go to sleep. You can be unaware, unaware. even mm-hmm. um, even if you're not realizing it, you have a viable pain, that okay. a viable do. injury, mm-hmm. and then you get stuck with, I need to try and manage this. And getting off of a painkiller causes pain. Mm-hmm. So there's yes. pain getting off of it. So there's yes. pain there. So mm-hmm. that's... A huge part of the struggle. Mm-hmm. And this was, he passed in 2021 mm-hmm. and he had a son, correct? Yes. He left us with a beautiful son. Mm-hmm. Oh, we just love our grandson. Mm-hmm. And I just love our grandkids. Mm-hmm. Just blessings. That's so sweet. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, and you can't see it here, but I am going to put a, a picture of it on, on the blog post for this episode. But Kareen has in front of her a little doodle that he had doodled just a little bit before he had passed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's and it's a cross and it says, Jesus is Lord and thank you, Lord God, for all you do. I mean, just another reminder that her son, Aaron, was not searching for God. He did not have God. He knew God and he was battling something and it was, and he wasn't trying to take his life. He was just trying to manage his pain. Exactly. And so I I just think it's really important that we brought this up and uh, just talked about this because I just think that it's um, definitely an issue in our society and uh, you should just be aware with the people around you and the people that you love and be bold. Mm -hmm. You can be quite functional. I mean, it'll make you eventually unfunctional, but you can be somewhat functional with an addiction. That's where the shame needs to go away because we all need help in some way or form or fashion. Mm-hmm. And if they could get help before it gets to a place of not being functional. Yeah, absolutely. It just gets harder and harder and harder. Yes. We are going to, uh, at the end, we'll kind of give you a, some resources on this, but I want to talk a little bit more about, I mean, it's just devastating. Yes. To lose a child. Mm -hmm. I mean, no parent thinks they'll lose a child child. before, Mm -hmm. before they go. And so this is difficult. This happened right before you moved or right after we moved right after Uh Mm -hmm. he come to visit, which I'm so happy he did. We've got some great pictures Mm -hmm. of beautiful hikes we went on and when his girlfriend came out here, it was just a beautiful visit. So it was right after you moved. Our church has something called connect group. And Mm -hmm. so basically when you start going to the church, you go to this group and it's for all the new attendees of the church. And uh, it kind of helps you get plugged into where you need to get plugged into. They kind of ask you, you know, figure out what your gifts are or your callings or where you can get plugged in so that we can be in community. So uh, Kareen and Janie met in connect group just after Kareen lost her her son. Mm -hmm. So a few months after, and I really struggled 
going anywhere. So going to Connect Group was really, truly mm -hmm. an act of God mm -hmm. because it was hard. It was hard just getting out. Yeah, I bet. So anybody listening, if you've ever lost a child or you know somebody who's lost a child, you know, I just encourage you to listen into what we're going to talk about with in terms of how God has kind of been walking with Kareen through mm -hmm. this and also how God is using Kareen and Jamie's friendship. So talk about the day you guys met. Well, we were in this connection group mm -hmm. and he asked if how all of each one of us would like to participate in the church. And I was dreading it, you know, because mm -hmm. um, I was working through this grief. And so when it was my mm -hmm. turn, I just said, well, I'd like to work with the youth. My son got saved as a teen. And so mm -hmm. I, at that time, said that because I still feel that way. I feel indebted to God for saving my son, mm -hmm. that my son accepted Christ. I just feel indebted to that mm -hmm. moment that he did that. So after the meeting, Jamie walks up, and I really didn't know anybody. Because when Kareen introduced herself, she said, I'm from Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. I was a high school principal. I've retired now. And I think I may want to work with teens. I think he said, I may want to work with teens, mm -hmm. but, you know, just see what happens. And so after everybody, when the meeting broke up and everybody was visiting, and but right when she was talking, I thought, I need to go meet that person. <laughs> because being a retired educator myself, I felt a connection. Mm -hmm. And I didn't necessarily think I wanted to work with teens. I have different times in my life, but the way she presented herself, I just, I just want to meet her. So I went up to Corrine after and, you know, just like real quick. I was flabbergasted. Yeah, I was, I was like, oh, I hello. I was actually so yeah. happy about it. Yeah, I loved hearing that you're a retired educator. Mm -hmm. I am too. Do you want to take a walk sometime? Mm -hmm. And she said, yes. I had been trained to walk with somebody because mm -hmm. I know walking really helps me. And she said, do you want to go for a walk? I'm like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. And That's I was so praying cool. before over, you know, a period of a few weeks, Lord, I need friends. Mm -hmm. I, I. You know, I don't have my circle of friends anymore. I need my people. I need my friends, you know. <laughs> and then she said, yeah. And we exchanged numbers. We decided to walk that day. And somebody tapped me on the shoulder. It's my husband. Mm -hmm. I want you to meet somebody. <laughs> so I went over and I met this woman who was in charge of Celebrate Recovery at mm -hmm. our church. And she said, nice to meet you. We're looking for somebody to run a high school ministry in Celebrate Recovery mm. called The Landing. Would you be interested in that? And I said, well, I'm not sure I would, but I think I might have might have met somebody who might be interested in that. In between, I, I went on the website for Celebrate Recovery and I printed out a page on The Landing and brought mm. it with me to the walk. And she brought out that piece of paper uh -huh. and told me the story about meeting this lady. And then she asked me, how did your son pass away? Because she did you. So you mentioned that, I mentioned that in at our, the class or no, you told me that when we were that taking morning, the walk. When we were oh, walking, okay. So we started son. taking mm -hmm. the walk and I had not shared that paper with you yet. I That's true. Think. You hadn't. Yeah, yeah. But I said, well, how, did, how are, how are you children? doing? Tell yeah. me about your family and whatever. Mm -hmm. And she shared that devastating news oh, that my gosh. her son had passed on. And I just, my, oh, my heart just went out to her, you yeah. know, and we're just walking all through the pathway. I just told her that he had passed. I didn't give her details, mm. but Jamie said, well, tell me, how did he pass away? Mm. And that was hard for me. Yeah. I even had to stop. I don't even know why I said I know, that because that it's kind of a yeah. hard 
topic and we didn't even really know each other. Right, we right. just had met. Yeah. yeah. And that's the Holy paused. Spirit, obviously, yeah. that was right. just prompting that to come up. I would say so because I paused. To be able to tell her that was a big deal for me, but I did. Yeah. And but that caused her to bring out this piece of paper mm-hmm. and show me what this lady had showed her. And I said, I'll do it if you do it. <laughs> right. She did. And I said, I'll do it then. It is part of Colleen's grieving process mm-hmm. is she is sharing the love of God with teenagers. All teenagers these days have struggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone, mm-hmm. I think one in three mm-hmm. have major, major struggles Mm -hmm. one in three in this time in history Mm -hmm. in our country and i just yeah yeah, i just have a heart for teenagers because again i'm so thankful that aaron accepted christ as a Mm -hmm. teenager yes Yes. and so i just want to i'm just grateful i'm so grateful and even in my grief and the pain Mm -hmm. i just felt like i had to give back Mm -hmm. and uh which that's a hard thing to do it really is mm -hmm. when you're grieving something but i really do think it's how god designed for us to be able to heal. Go back really quick and explain what CR is in case the listeners don't know what CR is. So CR is Celebrate Recovery. It's a group for adults that are recovering from various types of addiction, not just a substance. It could also be codependency, bitterness, bitterness, anger, um, any type of Grief. Grief. Any kind of... Right. And grief has kind of been a new one for them, but they realize how important it is because Mm -hmm. you never get rid of grief. You get better in grief, but you don't get rid of it. And and they wanted a thing for a a program for children, teenagers, Mm -hmm. called The Landing. And Mm -hmm. so we looked it up. I told her my story about, I just got, I want to give back to God. And before you know it, the book's out and started investigating and started The Landing a year ago. Yeah. And so we just started meeting, Uh praying together, and I'm telling you, it was like the Lord just Mm -hmm. made us close friends immediately. Mm -hmm. It was an immediate bond. Which is so (laughs) amazing because I have to say, like, I I mean, us even moving up here, I mean, that doesn't doesn't just happen. And I'm sure anyone listening who's ever moved and had to transition and adjust to a new place it's it's hard I mean even if you find a great church and meet a couple of nice people who are like-minded it's hard to integrate into a friendship a full-on friendship yes quickly like that it doesn't often happen so it's and it's really evident that it was just the Holy Spirit that just like bonded you guys together so immediately absolutely and I was at a point where I cried often and Mm -hmm. um I couldn't help myself and Janie would just let me and we would just keep moving on. (laughs) That's so important. If you're listening, just being honestly, sometimes it's hard to know what to do when somebody's grieving and what, like what you said, grief is grief doesn't ever go away. Grief just changes changes and and giving it. Honestly, I felt like I was falling. Um, That feeling of no control of your Mm -hmm. arms are just, lagging out there you know Mm -hmm. and then Jesus just caught me Mm -hmm. that's how I felt I felt caught and I honestly uh, I love God with all my heart but never have I had such a closeness Mm -hmm. with God during this time Mm -hmm. and I mean it's just kind of blows my mind not that it's Mm -hmm. gone away but that he's definitely with me and Mm -hmm. 
He definitely comforts the brokenhearted. Yeah, yes. just like that scripture. It's yes. true, that scripture. And taking one foot, it might be a little toe, um, and mm-hmm. doing the landing was definitely something I felt like I had to do, but I could not have done it. Yeah. I would not have done it if Janie wasn't by my side mm. because she kind of understood what I was going through, but yet we kept moving. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And we, we just would meet and we'd pray. Uh-huh. And the Lord would bring ideas to us. And both of us having an, um, you know, being in education for years and years, having a, a, a little bit of a background of how to plan lessons and mm-hmm. everything that really, he used those, that all, the, all mm-hmm. that background to share what is the most important thing that we could ever teach. And that is the love of God. Mm-hmm. And so the landing is really a healing place. So now we're going on our second year with it and yeah. it's where anyone who attends the landing learns how to live a freer, healthier, and a more God-centered life. What is the age group that you guys have? I Six to 12, but they're authentic. Really cool. they, share, they, they, get, they share their fears. Yeah. They share their failures. There's no shame. We, mm-hmm. we always tell them that. We, yeah. we love them and we accept them as they are. And they, they share. Teens need that. Yeah. They need a place to share their fears, their thoughts. There's so their much failures. pressure. Mm-hmm. And especially if you are, you know, whether it's uh, academic pressure, whether it's, you know, there's so many things you have to think about when you become a teenager because you're, you're beginning to learn how to become an adult. And there's a lot of things right. ahead of you and a lot of responsibilities ahead of you and more responsibilities in your life yeah. are coming. No kidding. And mm-hmm. there's so much pressure there. And then if you add, if they're a student who is, you know, goes to church and has a relationship with God, there's pressures there too. They want to do the right thing or they want to, you know, be the right friend or serve yeah. or there's so much weight to all of that stuff. And I think too, it's so important to have that shame, um, absolutely, you know, place that you guys are offering this safe, soft place for them to land. Really cool to see that. And to just to see that God's using that also in your healing. Cause I think we would, I would never think if, if I had a friend who lost their child, I, my first thing to them would, wouldn't be like, why don't you get start serving? You know, it'd be <laughs> yeah. like, okay, what do you need? Mm-hmm. How can I be, mm-hmm. you know, how can yeah. I be there? You don't want to well, push. Well, it's not the first thing I would think I would say either. <laughs> <laughs> but the Holy Spirit <laughs> stepped in. <laughs> I was surprised with myself, but I also knew within myself, I had this gratitude. I just kept telling God, thank you that my son was in his arms and, yes. um, just that gratitude and but it was difficult yeah it, it's it's still sometimes difficult but not as difficult as it was that first year mm. but it's difficult to and one of my favorite quotes was from toby mack who also lost a son to oh. fentanyl poison oh wow, wow. and I didn't, uh, get it. Yes. I didn't know that either there's a video on him on youtube that was wow. just amazing. i should link that in the show yes notes. Yeah. and mm. his quote is trust his plans not your pain And I needed that so much and I really admired him and I listened to him. And of course I love music, especially uh, contemporary Christian music. He he really helped me through this more than he'll ever know, Mm -hmm. but trust his plans and not your pain. And that's what I tried to, I still try to do. And it works. (laughs) That's so rich. Mm -hmm. I mean, really powerful. And I knew it was coming from somebody, a parent that hurt. And I know he was hurting. How old was his son? His son was younger than Aaron okay. and um, fentanyl poisoning. Mm-hmm. And it just crushed Toby Mac. It yeah. just crushed him just like it did me. I think it's just good to continue to echo that fact that 
don't think that it couldn't happen to mm-hmm. your child, to mm-hmm. your adult child, to somebody who's functioning. I mean, just you never know who's in so much pain exactly. from an injury or a surgery or whatever it is. And you never know what someone might try because someone they trust gave it to them. The Lord yesterday. Okay. So we were going to meet to talk about coming over here today. (laughs) So we said, let's meet at Starbucks. And so we did, and we were sitting outside and there's this young gal that was sobbing on the phone. And you know, she has a lot of courage. So she said, we need to go, I'm going to go pray for her. And so I have done this many times where I've joined her. She's the courageous one. And I kind of joined And it reminds me where Jesus said, I am doing the Father's work. I'm mm. joining the Father. He's always working and I'm joining him. Mm. So we need to see what God's doing and join him in his work. Hey, hey guys, it's Kevin and Caroline Rogers. Rogers. As you probably know by now, we love our marriage and are so passionate about giving others the tools they need to truly have a joyful marriage. It breaks our hearts to know the divorce rate, whether you are a Christian or not, is 50%. Yikes. We also know that nobody gets married and hopes to have a divorce. Exactly. This is why we feel God has given us the motivation to equip as many couples as possible before walking down the aisle. On our 20th wedding anniversary, we launched an online premarital course. We share our own experiences as well as what God's Word says about marriage. In it, we go over five cornerstones of a healthy God-honoring marriage and give you tangible tips on how to walk in it. You'll have over five hours of video teaching from us along with downloadable resources to take into your marriage. We have always loved our marriage and want you to love yours too. If you're getting married and would love to have some great tools to take into marriage, join us today for the course. Hey, even if you know anyone who is getting married, be sure to share this info with them. Link to the course is in the show notes or on our website, MarriedRogersNeighborhood.com. While you're busy planning your wedding, don't forget to plan your marriage. Join Join us and and learn learn how to thrive and not just survive. What's so beautiful Mm. is that we were meeting there for a different reason. Mm. God said, I have something, I have some work for you to do right now. Well, and I think it's beautiful too, that what God does with our willingness Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. even your willingness to say, yes, I'll help with the landing in the middle of your grief and your willingness to just even walk over and talk to somebody Mm -hmm. and your willingness to just go and, you know, let's walk today. I mean... When you said that, I was like thinking about how many times we meet somebody and we go, oh, yeah, we should get together. Oh, yeah, Yeah. we should do that. And then you just never do. And uh, how important it is to follow through and that when people when God puts people in your path that and you feel that and the, the more I feel like anyway the more you spend time with him the more you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit's promptings mm-hmm. and even when it's hard I know for me my dad was in the accident with the drunk driver um it was uh it was so hard and there was so much grief and you know and he sustained many injuries there was a time we didn't know what it was gonna what was gonna happen with him and um and I remember we had a a friend asked us to do a make a wish 
with them. And uh, it was our our friend who's a police officer in Anaheim. And they wanted, this little boy wanted to be uh, Robin and go with Batman and fight evil in the city. And so we used all of our contacts to have him fight bad pirates at the Pirates Dinner Adventure and fight bad cowboys at Knott's Berry Farm. I saw that on the news. Yeah. It was crazy because in the middle of like my my dad is, we've just like walked through horrible time. And, um, and so, but I have to say making the costumes for that and being there was so healing to me. I mean, to step outside of your, my grief Uh and pain and just this little boy who's seven who had leukemia, you know, and he would just, and what did he want to do? He wanted to fight evil. Oh, I'm wow. like, How can you deny that? I yeah. Know. And so, and that like, so every time I see like a picture comes up on my phone, a memory or something of that, like I'm so, I think about how mm. I can use your service during your grief to just like, it's like a balm on your it, soul. It really is. And, and it's hard. You don't realize it, but until you take that little step mm-hmm. and it can be little and you don't even know what you're doing, but you're doing it, how it, mm. it just heals. That's it's a really just, important mm-hmm. thing to to hear that it's like that little step. Cause I don't even, I mean, losing a child is even more than what I was walking through, but to hear you say mm-hmm. that that's just kind of the thing is like that one little step, you uh-huh. hear the Holy spirit prompt and then you step in and, yeah. and he guides. I even look back at that time. I almost can't believe that all happened, but it mm-hmm. did. And uh, I think just, again, that little step for Anybody listening that's in grief, I feel for you because I so know your pain. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's something I'm not going to tell you that will go away. It does get better and God is so there. But the more you just trust his plan and again, not as the pain, you can move out of it slowly. And mm-hmm. I understand that. I know a lot of people that grieve and I don't want to push anybody because mm-hmm. I know how pushing can only hurt. But if you're at a place where you can move your foot forward, mm-hmm. I would take that little step. Do you have any other advice in terms of grieving that other than that, uh, taking the one little step, was there anything else that helped you, uh, as you were walking through grief? Multiple things. I went to a grief share group that was phenomenal. That really helped me. And my Christian friends, my friends, my family, that helps. Mm -hmm. It all helps. Every little thing you do for somebody that's grieving helps. You don't even have to mention that their child or who, why they're grieving, if you just go get a cup mm-hmm. of tea with them or just mm-hmm. how you doing, all that really helps. And um, text messages. Text messages. Yeah. Give yourself time. Be patient with yourself and fall. I mean fall on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Just fall on him. Mm-hmm. Fall on him with all your fears, with all the pain. You know, the devil is the accuser of the brethren. You mm-hmm. have thoughts going through your head of how I could have helped him more. All that, just all that, fall on him. And yes. I promise you, he'll mm-hmm. catch you. That is so good. Um, And I just think it's so important what you said about the fact that it's different for everybody. And, And just seeing the body of Christ, you know, it's like Jesus promised us we'd have hard times in this world and that we'd walk through hard things. And I mean, look at the grief he dealt with when he was walking on the earth. But he knows, like, we're just, right now we're all in uh, Hebrews Bible study. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just, this last week's scripture was in Hebrews talking about how we have a great high priest who has been tempted in every way we have mm-hmm. and has felt everything we have. And it's so sweet to know that and to just remember, like, 
Like you said, just fall, just let them catch you. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You know, you don't have to get better by any point. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. let God, just let God do it Mm -hmm. in his time and, and different, not feeling like you have to be healed completely of your grief Mm -hmm. to step in and serve and to be able to benefit from serving and uh, just the community of believers that can be around you. Absolutely. So sweet. That's the biggest support. I don't expect to be totally healed from it because he's my son and Mm -hmm. I'll forever carry that with me. Mm -hmm. But it's another reminder of why I'm here Mm -hmm. and where I'm going. I think that's where I get my boldness from. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That I want everybody to be there. That is so sweet. This has been so sweet to you guys both had advice. Janie, I'd love to know like for on your side with uh, Kareen, and if you've even walked with other people through grief as a friend, uh, what advice would you give as a friend? I think uh, just not being afraid to be there mm-hmm. and that, like Kareen said, you don't have to say anything at all, really. Mm-hmm. You just need to be there. The Lord will give you the words, a scripture. Sometimes it's it comes after, and, and there's been times when we've shared scriptures, even through mm-hmm. text. I think because we've both been in Bible study together, I think mm-hmm. the Lord, there are scriptures that the Lord guards, is the one who guards our heart. Mm-hmm. And the Word of God is the covering. Mm-hmm. So when we're in the Word, our hearts are guarded, and and therefore grief can happen in a way that is meaningful and not like not destructive. God can use it for His good and His glory yeah. versus the enemy Absolutely. using it to be trapped. Exactly, because I, I think we'll all. That's the thing is we'll all walk through grief at some point, yes. even if you've never and in some all different ways. And I mean, grief could be it could be anything from as hard as losing a child or losing a spouse to losing a job, losing thing, you know, your dream. Yes. Your dream of the way you thought things would be. Yeah. I mean, a a physical thing that happens that is your loss, your health. I mean, there's so many ways that we walk through grief and Mm -hmm. I just, I love the picture of you guys together um, and just your friendship and seeing how God has used the body of Christ. Um, I'd also like to ask you both, Uh, before we kind of close up and talk about the resources for anybody who's just moved to a new city and they're having a hard time uh, getting involved in church or finding those people, uh, what encouragement would you give them? Take that first little step of getting out there. It's hard. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to be, I put in quotes, rejected, you know, Mm -hmm. because you're new. Don't be afraid. Just kind of go out there. And then before you know it, this awesome friend named Jamie walks up to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think just be the kind of friend that Mm. you want to have. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, So many times we focus on what we need. And like someone's not filling my need versus being the friend that you want. In this case, I mean, the Lord just, same thing. The Lord gave me Kareem as a just a wonderful lifelong friend I know Mm -hmm. right at the start that Mm -hmm. was just a gift Mm -hmm. from the Lord absolutely there's also a book that I've recently read I think is very good it's called how to love where you live Mm -hmm. by Shauna Pilgrim and (laughs) and she is a pastor's wife and she talks about how do you come into an area and say Lord what do you have for me here 
Yeah. You know, instead of saying, I don't know if I want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm you struggling know. with that. Sure. I mean, you guys know yeah. I've only lived here for a year and a half and there are some really beautiful things about here, like our church and people there, but there's a lot of things about here. That's a struggle for me. I mean, I love yeah. the city. Yeah. I could live yeah. in the middle of Manhattan and be so happy, <laughs> you know, yeah. but Small town America. Here. Yeah. Yeah. So now but, you're, yeah, so I'm trying to, so I might need to read that book, <laughs> but I'm going to yeah. link that in the show notes for sure. Yeah, Shauna Pilgreen, I think, okay. P-I-L-G-R-E-E-N. Okay. She is a pastor's wife in San Francisco mm-hmm. and also a director for Alpha Northern California. Oh, wow. That is a, another ministry that Janie, um, do you guys both do Alpha or just Janie? Yeah, well, we're mm-hmm. both in it right now. Oh, okay. Alpha, uh, why don't you explain what it is? Similar to the landing in a lot of ways, it's a it's a ministry. It's asking people to come have a conversation about who God is, mm-hmm. and seeing some very wonderful scripturally based films that are about twenty five minutes each. Each session, there's an episode and then a discussion, and in the process of the discussion, people can be authentic. Ask the deep questions about mm-hmm. life, faith, meaning, who God is. Everyone has the the opportunity to share God's love through the power of listening. It's a safe place for adults to ask the questions. Mm-hmm. Because I think often, like what you just said, is key for adults to ask questions. Because I think as adults, we feel like we need to have the answers. And even if maybe you've gone to church your whole life, but there's some questions that you really have. And someone, maybe someone at work asked you, well, what about this? And you're like, I don't, I have no clue. (laughs) I don't know why I do believe it, but I don't know why. I mean, what a great place to be in for like, and again, that safety, that no shame um, kind of attitude, because I think that's how Jesus accepted everybody that he talked to and so ministered true. to. He just was met them right where they were at. And I think it's like when we stop trying to have it all together <laughs> is where we exactly. really find his, exactly. you know, strength. his grace and his strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And right now in, in the landing, as part of it, Kareem's leading the youth version of Alpha. Oh, cool. And it also opens up great discussion time. Yes. A church needs to, church needs to be real. I mean, we definitely are living yes. in a troubled world. And we, the church needs to be as real as the world is out there. And the realness, Amen. of course, comes from God. But we need to be just as real of what the people are going through. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. That is, the church definitely needs to be real. I That's where that. the shame needs to come down again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Okay, well, I'm going to have you guys both share if you have any other like last little tidbits of green, if you want to start uh, and talk about the fentanyl thing so that you can kind of share some of the resources that you have. And I would start with watching this um, on at the DEA.gov, www.dea. Mm-hmm. One pill can kill and it explains what's happening and it gives you detail of what really is going on. Mm-hmm. So if you're at a place you don't really understand, watch that. That'll really okay. help. And then there's a Michael Fior on Voices for Awareness. He are facing fentanyl now.org. He's on Facebook as well. He's amazing. Mm, yes, he spoke I, at our yeah. banquet. Cami Belchie, she lost a son to fentanyl poisoning. She does a banquet on this. He came. Her email is Emilio. It's it's a long I'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll okay. put her email in the show notes okay, so people good. can link. I asked her okay. if I could use her email and she <laughs> said yes. And um also, I'm a firm believer everybody should 
especially schools should have Narcan on, mm. on site. Mm. Uh, it'll mm-hmm. save a life. Mm-hmm. Just so there's a place you can get it called Opioid Safety Slow. Okay. I know it's free, and I would definitely, if I worked in a school, I would definitely get one. I ordered myself one, and okay. I'm just going to put it in the car. And I explain hope. what it is. So if somebody's having being poisoned with fentanyl and about ready to die, you just administer this. I think it's in a little container with a shot. And it'll keep them from dying. Oh, my gosh. Uh, wow. Paramedics carry it. Unfortunately, but it is true, this is a realness of our world. It, we need more people need to be carrying it. Just last week, a little preschooler died in, I think it was New York, oh because gosh. of fentanyl that was in this preschool. I don't know the details, but you can Google it. They administered Narcon to other kids, but the one little boy passed away. Oh, my goodness. And because it was in this preschool. And so on some mats or something. So... Well, and that's just another example of like they were, it was just on the mats that the kids yes. were playing on, and mm-hmm. then that was mm-hmm. enough to poison them. It doesn't and take kill much. Them. It's just a little bit, and wow. then um, six out of 10 pills or whatever that's out there are laced in fentanyl poisoning. Oh my gosh. That's a lot. And that is a lot. We're losing thousands of teenagers, not just teenagers, we're losing thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And so having Narcan is, I think, kind wow. of a responsibility yeah. for all of us. And so. I would definitely try to get one. They're free now. And then if you need to email me, I'll give you my email. I'd be glad to pray with anybody. Awesome. And I'll put he is able for you and I'll give it to you. Mm, to yeah, Gmail. I will link. So if you have any other questions, please reach out to mm-hmm. Karina and ask her. If you need prayer, whatever it is, um, she would be happy to. Absolutely. Thank you. And then you had shared the uh, the book that you just were talking about, but was there anything else um, in other than the landing and alpha? We'll share both of those information just because even if someone's mm-hmm. listening and on the other side of the world and they want to get this, they want to get this in their own church, um, that would, you know, that would be amazing. So thank you. Yeah. We'll it's all, link it's all, all free that. too. So. That's awesome. There's one podcast called Become New. Mm-hmm. And it's a daily podcast okay. by John Ortberg. Um, and it's helping people grow one day at a time from the perspective of I can't do it, but God can. Mm. Very real. And it's helped me a lot. Mm. And there's a library of topics. Oh, that's Great awesome. for leaders. That's awesome. We'll definitely link that in the show notes. Well, this has been so sweet. Thank you so much for sharing. Green, our hearts are broken mm-hmm. for your loss, but we're so grateful that you have Jesus and that you are able to love on other people and that God's able to be near you. And Amen. thank you for the listeners to know that there's there's hope. Absolutely. Uh, we are going to move into the rapid fire questions. So what is giving you life right now? I thought about that question. And the first thing that came to mind is my grandkids. Oh, so I love that. They give me life. They <laughs> that really is perfect. They three precious. How beautiful. Precious blessings. I love Gifts. it. <laughs> I would have to confirm that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah. Um, and then you just recommended a podcast, but is there any other book or playlist or podcast recommendations that you guys have other than what we've talked about already? I agree with Jamie's, but definitely I'm a Toby Mac follower, <laughs> yes. but watching yeah. his uh, YouTube video would yeah. really, really bless you. Mm, yeah. Awesome. Overcome. The last question is your life verse or verse that is speaking to you right now. I'll go first. I guess Psalm yeah. 37, 24, though he fall, he yeah. shall not be utterly cast down. So the Lord upholds him with his hand. And I'm definitely an example of that. Mm. So. 
That is so sweet. Amy, how about you? What is your scripture or life verse that's speaking to you right now? Well, for right now, I've been thinking a lot about joining God in his work. And that comes from John 5, 17, where Jesus, after he healed the man um, by the pool, and he said, get up and walk. And it was on the Sabbath. The leaders around there said, what are you doing healing on the Sabbath? And he said, my father is working and I am working. So that has really been speaking to me about what he wants yep. of us. What and how he uses that in our healing. Absolutely. Yeah. And you kind of mentioned that uh, earlier when we were talking about just kind of doing ministry work. So I think that's a full scripture to talk about because I think that that's, and it gives us a lot of grace too. I think um, that it isn't us, like we don't have to do it. (laughs) And I think that that is why it feels so overwhelming sometimes, but it doesn't have to be. You just have to be willing and just step out in faith. It's so beautiful. Well, thank you both so much for being on the podcast. I loved having you on. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Love being with you. (laughs) I love you guys so much. We love you so much. (laughs) All right, friends, that's it for today. I'm so thankful you joined us and hope it spurs you on to encourage someone else. You can find and interact with me at Real Housewives of the Kingdom on both Instagram and Facebook and my website, MarriedRogersNeighborhood.com, which is linked in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would really appreciate if you would rate and review the podcast wherever you are listening. Just remember, we are in this together. God loves you and you are not alone. See you next time.